Welcome to the Culture Wise Podcast, where God's good news meets the Latter-day Saint people with wisdom and grace. Today, we just want to inform you all what this podcast is going to be about and what we're going to talk about here. My name is Daniel Shugart, and I'm here joined by Ross Anderson. Ross, would you mind introducing yourself this morning? Yeah, hey listeners, uh, Ross Anderson here, and um, I am a... Uh, a pastor in Utah for the past 40 years, and um, and I operate, um, I'm the executive director of a ministry called Utah Advanced Ministries, and we also do the Faith After Mormonism uh, materials. And so having been in Utah for all this time, um, we learned a lot, learned a lot of about ministry, I learned a lot about the culture and so forth. I actually grew up LDS in a very active, uh, staunch Latter-day Saint family, I came to faith in my college years after a whole process. I won't bore you with that, but um, went to off to school to train for ministry and really was expecting God to lead us overseas somewhere. So I trained in cross-cultural ministry, and then God led us to Utah, planted a church, planted a church in 1983, and have been serving as a pastor since. And um, and so over the be, being Mormon growing up and living among the Latter Day Saints and doing ministry in this cultural context, in light of the cross-cultural training I received, that all of those things kind of have come together to, to help me reflect a lot on how to do ministry in the unique religious culture of Mormonism. And that's really what we want to share with you on this podcast. So how about, how about you, Daniel? What, what's your background, and, and how did you end up here in Utah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, growing up, I, uh, I had lots of opportunities to rub shoulders with Latter-day Saints. I, I grew up in an area uh, that was relatively close to an LDS temple, and so my high school had certainly a, a decent population of Latter-day Saints, and, and especially in, in certain activities that I was really a part of, uh, a part of band, choir, musical theater, and so I had m- much exposure to Latter-day Saints, but uh, at that age in my life, I, w- I wasn't that wise. I didn't understand, and I didn't, uh, I didn't really engage in those very well. And so just in the last four years since moving to Utah, I've had many opportunities to engage with Latter-day Saints, um, both in my neighborhood, as well as many other public places, like the, the local university campus, Weber State University, uh, and also had had a number of LDS missionaries in my home, and I've just really developed a, an interest and a passion for inviting active and inactive Latter-day Saints uh, to explore Jesus and to know and understand more about what his real teachings are, what the kingdom really is, what the good news that he really brought is. Yeah, that's great. I mean, even a number of things you said there— um, are fruitful topics that we could explore in depth later on, and we will, just in terms of how to have those conversations and and how to understand those friends and the, the people that you're you're meeting in your neighborhood and so forth. We will talk about those um, later on as we go. We have a lot of great topics to cover over the next uh, next number of episodes, but we want to make sure that our listeners know really who this podcast is for. We try to capture that in our tagline a little bit, but. Um, so, you know, as we've talked about that, how have we envisioned, like, like who we feel, really feel like would benefit from listening to, to our, our discussions? Mm-hmm. 
yeah, many, many people are going to benefit from these discussions. I'd identify maybe a few different groups. Uh, one is if, if you're a person who is a ministry leader or a church leader um, in a context where you're engaging regularly with Latter-day Saints, definitely this podcast uh, is for you. We recognize that there's some pretty big differences between Mormonism in Utah there, from Mormonism in uh, the Intermountain West or other places in the United States and even beyond um, outside of the United States where Mormonism has a strong presence. And so if you are a ministry leader or church leader that engages with Latter-day Saints, uh, this podcast is for you. But another huge group is, is just everyday people, everyday followers of Jesus who interact with Latter-day Saints and want to grow in a better understanding of how to share Jesus with your neighbors, coworkers, or whoever it is that you may engage with that is Latter-day Saint. Right, and a lot of that, as you pointed out, a lot of that is going to take place um, wherever Latter-day Saints live. You know, maybe not in Utah. There's a lot of LDS people living outside of Utah, uh, so our, our, our goal is we're not just trying to address Utah, we're trying to address just, you know, wherever Latter-day Saints live, wherever churches and ministries interact with them or reaching them, and wherever individuals, uh, as you pointed out, are, are in relationship, especially, especially Christians who are living intentionally for Jesus, and so they have opportunity to um, have faith conversations with, with LDS people on their block or at their work or, or uh, wherever it might be. So there's layers of audiences, but we are going to definitely be focusing on um, Mormonism and interacting with Mormonism um, in, in particular ways. Yeah, so Ross, what's behind our title culture-wise? What, what's behind that? Well, here, here's my training, again, was cross-cultural, cross-cultural ministry. And when we came to Utah and began to understand more about how to do ministry here, we realized that, that Utah's a mission field. Now, everybody says that, um, but it's in a mission field in a very similar sense that missionaries would go to uh, you know, another country across the water, to Thailand or Bulgaria or wherever it might be, that what missionaries do, and, and my training show, taught me that you know, missionaries have to take into account the culture and have to adapt the unchanging gospel, but, but to adapt how that's communicated and how the life of the church is lived out based on the cultural realities of people um, where they live. And so, so basically we say we want to understand Mormonism from a cultural perspective, a cross-cultural perspective. Traditionally, Christians have interacted with Mormonism as a cult, that's not in entirely fallacious. There are elements uh, in, in terms of how cults are defined, both sociologically and uh, theologically. Maybe that's a topic we'll cover sometime. Um, but, but that has limitations. It puts LDS people on the defensive. Nobody likes to be thought of as those weird people in a cult. Um, and, it, and it also minimizes really... The whole idea of the gospel, there is an appeal to the person to a person's mind to accept certain truths, but there's also the appeal is much broader than that. People are not um, disembodied heads. And so sometimes the counter-cult approach only targets the cognitive aspect of a human. And where where Mormons and every human being really is much more than that. And so we think it's wiser to interact with Mormonism as a culture. 
understanding all of the formative factors that shape the reason that they're LDS. Most people not, are not LDS because they made a rational, conscious, intellectual decision to join the church. Most people are LDS because they grew up in it. And so there's cultural norms, there's a sense of identity um, that shapes who they are. And so everyone, everyone is, is shaped by culture. Culture dictates how we think about the world, how we think about reality, how we think about ourselves. Uh, it, it, it dictates the, what we think is normal or what we think is bizarre. It dictates you know, how we go about our daily life. And all of this shapes a sense of identity. And so what we've discovered is that like, like missionaries who are going to uh, another country, they have to adapt to the culture have to understand things like, how do people in this culture make spiritual decisions? How do people in this culture understand what's true or what isn't true? Um, who, do, who in this culture, who do people um, recognize as authentic or authoritative speakers, um, individuals? So, so the, the title, Culture Wise, is trying to say, let's be culturally discerning about how we do ministry in this very unique religious culture that's shaped by uh, the Mormon religion. That's good. I've found that uh, understanding the theological differences between what I may believe and what my LDS neighbor might believe, it has some significant limitations uh, because it only captures on that, that intellectual theological side of the person when in reality, their their understanding of Mormonism is much more of a full identity, even if they don't don't think of it that way on a regular basis, especially those in Utah who are so enfolded in the culture that is driven by some of these LDS factors. Uh, the the church that they're a part of really influences every aspect of their life, and so I don't want to sell them a, a message that doesn't seem to address them as a whole person, but just one small component of them. I want to address their whole culture and show the way that Jesus can work even in their cultural context. That's a great point, that Jesus is Lord. He's Lord of, of culture. He's Lord of, uh, of everything in life, and not just what we believe. Now, having said that, I'm agreeing with you, but I don't. I want to make sure our listeners understand that, that we're not minimizing the importance of sound theology. Mm-hmm. We're not minimizing the importance of biblical truth. We're just saying that 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 when we share biblical truth, there's a context in which we share it, and we want to be aware of that context. We want to be aware of our own culture and how it compares to LDS culture, so that we can communicate effectively. We can communicate in ways that are actually going to be heard mm-hmm. by the people that that we live among. Mm-hmm. That's good. We really understand the gospel, the good news, uh, as good news. And we want to share that in a way that is heard and understood as good news, which, which leads us into our tagline. How, how would you explain um, our tagline? We selected some specific words. What's behind that? Yeah, we say, you know, this is where God's good news meets Latter-day Saints with wisdom and with grace. And so the, the idea starts with the good news. It starts with the gospel is at the center of this. Um, you know, that it assumes that the Mormons have a, use the word gospel, and they mean something very different from what the Bible means by that. So, so first of all, we, we want to make sure that we get the biblical gospel right and understand what that really is. But, but it's our foundational starting point. It's, what we, it's, our, it's, our, it's our ultimate message that we have to share with Latter-day Saints. And so what that means, 
is it's biblical. We want to be biblical in every way we can. We want to be Jesus-centered. We want to be truthful about the nature of the human condition. We want to be. We want people to understand the power of God, especially in light of the Mormon culture, which is uh, focused on worthiness, on self-performance, and so forth. So that's our starting point. We want to understand the gospel. We're rooted in the gospel, and and that's what we have to share with Latter Day Saints. Yeah, we really believe that, that Jesus is sufficient uh, to cover our sin, to cover our shame, to give us life, to give us purpose, and even enter us into an, a new kingdom, give us a f- completely new identity. And so those, those components are really the core of the gospel, and we want to communicate that well, mm-hmm. specifically to Latter-day Saints. Now, now that, that word may be loaded in some ways. Can, can we fill out just the, the name Latter-day Saints? Yeah, this is, you know, um, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, commonly known as the Mormon Church or known as Mormons, although they don't really like to be called Mormons so much anymore as they used to, and so we want to be sensitive to that, but we will use those terms interchangeably um, because that that's the historical use in common in, in, our, in our country. Um, but the idea of the Latter-day Saints, the, the idea is that, that the, the church that Jesus founded was lost. There was a great apostasy, that was, but it was restored through Joseph Smith in the latter days. And so that they have this sense that we are Jesus' true church. We're the same church that Jesus started in the first century, lost, now restored, and we represent that. We represent this ultimate truth. We represent this, this ultimate identity of, you know, really the true people of Christ. And, and, and that's, who we're, that's who we want to minister to. Now, we're going to talk in other, in other future episodes about that's a wide audience, there's a lot of variation within that audience, but there's also some common things and common traits, and so we're going to be focusing on common traits in the Latter-day Saint culture, as well as Latter-day Saint beliefs, that um, you know we want to understand, we want to be able to take into account. And so we're not really going to talk about other groups, other um, religious groups, uh, we're not going to really talk necessarily about issues, you know, in within Christianity that might be interesting to people or divisive or current events or whatever. But we're going to really focus on the Latter Day Saint people and the Latter Day Saint culture. Yeah, it's really important to us also to be communicating the good news, God's good news, with Latter Day Saints in a spirit of wisdom and grace. So, how come those are the two words that we find most core to our approach? Well, what we mean by wisdom is is we want, to th- we want to think it through. I mean, we don't want to just do ministry the way it's always been done. We want to think about it. We want to think intentionally. We want to reflect about it. We want to approach it with thoughtfulness. Um, so we, we don't want to necessarily just adopt what methodologies or approaches have been done somewhere else, you know, and transplant what, what happens in Nashville or somewhere else to Utah or to the LDS world. And so I think because we, we live in a unique cultural setting, we have to think about how it's unique and how our ministry should be unique. And so we're just calling for reflect, reflectiveness, and um, it's particularly in the light of the reality of LDS culture. And then grace. Um, gra- grace is central to the gospel, of course. It's also a major counterpoint with Mormonism, with Mormon theology, but not only that, with Mormon cultural experience— 
Uh, grace is spoken of, but not really experienced in Mormonism, not the way we understand it biblically. And so it defines our message, and it defines our method. So first it defines our method, because so much of Mormonism emphasizes what, what the individual has to do, and we want to emphasize what God has done through Jesus Christ. But it also defines our approach, our method, based on like First Corinthians, First uh, Peter three, where everybody has heard that about you know be prepared to share the hope you have with gentleness and respect. Oftentimes in the past, evangelical Christians or traditional Christians have interacted with Mormonism with a certain stridency, with a certain a sense of oppositionalism, and that not only does that lack gentleness and respect, the Bible says, but it also drives LDS people away from the message. And then and so we want to we want an approach that um, so here's a story in Acts chapter 19 in the in Ephesus Paul comes to Ephesus a lot of people are saved and they're having radical transformation and it changes the economy of the city. So the silversmiths who are making their money off of idol worship, they they get in an uproar. They say we need to we need to uh, throw these people out of town. A big mob gathers in the in the auditorium and the mayor of the town gets up and says, he's, he's not a Christian, but he gets up and says, he says, look, these people, have, uh, the, these people have never blasphemed our goddess. And so I thought that was so interesting that they are preaching the gospel with power. It says in earlier in chapter 19 that, that the, word of for, the word of God went out with power and lives were incredibly transformed, but the witness of the local leaders was that in doing so, the Christians, Paul and others, had not blasphemed the goddess who was the centerpiece of that culture. Um, and so how do we go about sharing the good news of Christ without demeaning the people around us and demeaning what they hold here, hold dear? Yeah, there's going to be tension between cultures. There's going to be tension between the biblical worldview and a non-biblical worldview. Sometimes we have to have honest conversations about truth. But, but the example of Paul in the book of Acts is that they were able to have those without being demeaning, without the people of that community feeling um, attacked, persecuted, diminished, however you want, you want to put it. So, so we want to approach um, our ministry among Latter-day Saints with a spirit, with, with um, an attitude of, of grace. We really love our uh, LDS neighbors and friends and so it's really important to us to approach what we do with grace because we don't, we don't want to uh, lead them to believe that we're anti-Mormon or that we're against them as a person or against their cultural experience, while at the same time we very much want to invite them to have a real encounter with the biblical Jesus. So what sorts of things ought a listener to expect from our podcast? Well, we have a number of interesting th- topics that we're going to um, be covering, but they fall into a couple of specific categories. One is uh, we want to share foundational ideas that we've developed over the last 20 years of ministry in Utah. Ideas about understanding LDS culture, ideas about how to apply that then to ministry, to outreach. And so things like talking about uh, cross-cultural ministry, Things like contextualization, things like 
in our next episode, we're going to talk about the LDS cultural identity and what that means and how that's formed and how the implications are of, of that for ministry. So we're going to talk about these foundational core uh, culture-wise ideas, and then and then you know, kind of playing off of that, what I want to do is really important to me is. Mormonism is changing. It's changing since I started working on this project decades ago. And so we really want to be an encouragement for younger leaders in Utah, new church planters who come in, uh, people that are raised up in Utah, maybe have come to faith in Utah, or whatever it might be, um, to adapt and apply the foundational issues to their own context. Now, and that might be a couple things. Number one is the changes in Mormonism. So as Mormonism changes, then how do we say, what is, how do we continue to be reflective and evaluate, because maybe um, methods of, that we used in the past that were relevant to the state of Mormonism at that time, you know, might not be as relevant in the future. And then also understanding that each micro-context in Utah or in Idaho or around other places where Mormons live, that the rural context is different from the urban context or the suburban context, that the campus context is different from you know, a, an area where there's a lot of young families or what, whatever it might be. So we want to encourage the younger generation of leaders to run with these ideas and adapt and apply them in their own setting. And so we'll have a lot of conversations about changes in Utah, changes in Mormonism. And then, and then the, the third thing we want to talk about is we just want to talk about practical life issues, practical ministry issues, um, through this lens, through the culture lens. So we want to talk to, again, maybe to churches to say, how would you go about training leaders, if you understand how leadership works in the LDS context? How would you go about doing outreach? Would you do big events? Would you do door-to-door? Would you, you know, even philosophy of ministry, what should the church look like? And, and so what philosophies of ministry? So we'll have some interesting conversations coming up about what's the role of house church or microchurches in Utah, given in the past that church in Utah meant a certain thing. There's a ward building, you know, every block. What does that mean for a church, an expression of church that doesn't emphasize buildings? Or what about ministry in rural Utah, and how is that different? So we could have some conversations about how, look, you have this rural culture, and it's also LDS, and so what would ministry look like in that particular kind of Mormonism? And so we, but we also want to apply that to individual lives of people we mentioned earlier who are just intentional about following Jesus. So we want to talk about best practices for Christians who are in relationship with LDS. How do I share my faith without offending them? How do I build relationships with people who are living in their own kind of uh, relationally self-sufficient bubble? Um, how do I talk about uh, my own faith with, with people who have their own faith experience? And so we want to talk about just practical life and ministry issues, anything that's going on in the world of Mormonism, and discuss that through this culture-wise lens. Those are some, some of the kinds of things that we're going to be discussing. Yeah, I really look forward to hearing uh, a lot of your experiences and the things that you have learned over the many years of engaging in this culture and in our state, Utah. 
But we'll also hear from many other voices who have been uh, active in engaging with Latter-day Saints, both in Utah and outside of Utah. So hopefully we will learn many lessons from a broad scope. Next time we're going to talk about um, the LDS cultural identity. In other words, uh, the idea that being a Latter-day Saint is not just attending a church. It's not just being a member of a church. But as we've, I think we've kind of fleshed out already that it's a cultural identity, but we want to take a next step in understanding that, understanding what that means for our relationships with Latter-day Saints around us. Well, I hope that this has piqued your interest and has been both encouraging and insightful. Again, this is the Culture Wise podcast, where God's good news meets the Latter-day Saint people with wisdom and grace. Thanks for listening.